What's up, cultists? Thank you for tuning in to Realm of Fire, brand new show from me and my good pal Rob. And uh, this is episode one, and we're having maybe like a little bit of technical difficulties in this episode. Something was kind of like off with the bot that we were using to record on Discord. So there's some spots where the audio is like a little bit choppy. It's my hope that you won't even notice, although I think you might. You might. So uh, we're going to be doing some stuff to make it so that that doesn't happen again in future episodes. But thanks for bearing with us on episode one. I think it's really good. I think there's some spicy takes here that you won't want to miss. So thank you for listening and be looking forward to Realm of Fire, episode two, coming soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Realm of Fire. That's right. We got hot takes on gw bullshit and i am joined by rob what up playa how you doing hello i am doing good how are you dude i'm doing super great um the time difference between america and like the jolly old uk is such that it is like um morning here and then i presume like afternoon over there and four uh, o'clock Oh, four o'clock. Holy, holy yeah. Jesus. Holy bejesus. You see, I am a early morning guy. I, I, I You get like peak performance out of me at like 6 a.m. And then I, right. it's like just declining returns until about 10 a.m. And yeah. then I'm just it's, I'm just worthless after 10 a.m. So you, I'm you, the same. I'm up and I, I got up at uh, nine today for a game. Got up, played a board oh. game online. Boom. Done. Oh, awesome. Look at the dedicated to the life. I yeah. love it. So um, this is. This is our new show where we're going to rap about um, about GW issues and we're going to like level some hot takes, the kind of like incendiary shit mm-hmm. that uh, would get uh, Flame Wars started oh, yeah. on uh, the Facebook groups. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. On Instagram. Just, oh, just a cesspit. Just get it on fire. Just burn it. Burn it all. <laughs> <laughs> just get it going. Burn it down. Burn it down. Uh, <laughs> so uh why don't you kind of introduce the concept of the show to the listeners just a little bit i mean this was this was like kind of like your idea for the show and uh i'm happy to do it i'm so stoked to have like a little gw show to do and i've i've started a couple and i've failed a couple and like this is, <laughs> i'm hoping that this one sticks uh what, what what's the what's the concept here yeah, so basically, it's a uh, it's a uh, hot topic issues of things that I want to talk about. It's a stream of consciousness uh, as a as a podcast. I've got a lot of takes on GW Warhammer, the fan base, everything, and I can't be bothered writing them down. My thumbs hurt now. I'm 37 years old, <laughs> um, so I can't I can't get into a flame war. I just want to talk, um, and talking is the best way. So I'm just here to say what I think. And some of them are odd, you know, I, I've got thoughts about 40k, I've got thoughts about Zagia Sigma, and I think a lot of them are kind of against the status quo. I actually think I've got some kind of non-mainstream views. Wonderful. And we'll find out, like, how mainstream those views are in the mm. um, reactions that we get, you know. Um, I was talking to Emmy Allen yesterday, and she was, like, saying to me, like, okay, here's a controversial opinion that I have. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, that actually seems like a really, like, you know, well-adjusted, like, <laughs> center opinion yeah. over here. I don't know what's going on in your game groups. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see. We'll We'll see. But, uh, you know, I, and I've definitely seen like a lot of those kind of like rage of Sigmar posts where there's yeah. like lots of chuds out there who are like full of all kinds of like piss and vinegar about like everything that, that like GW does. And they're always like, we should we should protest in front of GW yeah. headquarters. And you're just like, oh, my God, like, I, would, I would so... Oh, yeah. I, it would be the best thing ever is just all yeah. these neckbeards holding BLM style like... Uh, banners yeah. in front of GW headquarters only being like like bring back the old world <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying like, it's like- you honestly get it you honestly I know I've I'm friends with quite a few people in the design studio and the amount of crap they get is you know like so the, here's a here's a little tidbit you know about 15 years ago you'd get a codex or you'd get a, an army book and it would say produced by the games workshop studio mm-hmm. that was because individual developers were getting so much shit that they would like to take our names off it because they were getting individual shit from people because they changed the stat line of a grey knight or something like that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And also, oh. GWHQ is just in the middle of this industrial estate in Lenton, Nottingham. So the idea of these like neckbeards all stood there while all the tradesmen just walk past them, just like, <laughs> what are you doing? 
Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god uh, we, so we should go on and uh like stoke the bellows and be like yeah, oh, yeah. totally how do we organize this like yeah i, yeah, I guess let's that's going let's get going Mark. <laughs> yeah Freedom yeah Mark. meet you Mark. there meet yeah. you there dude bring the molotovs <laughs> make, make the old world great again come on <laughs> Sorry, that's too soon. That's too soon. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking, like, um, uh, like appropriate that sentence and turn mm. it into something else. But uh, it does, it does feel a little too soon. Like, I, yeah. I remember when uh, Trump was running for fucking uh, president the first time, and the, and the hats first came out. Yeah. And being a being an ignorant American, I just kind of thought like. Um, Oh, this is a joke. Yeah. This has got to be a joke, right? Like, it's, this is going to go away. It'll be something we laugh about in a couple months. And uh, I was talking to my friends about getting some purple hats and having embroidered on them in that same font, make Dark Eldar great again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah, yeah. That is just totally tone deaf. Totally tone deaf. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's learn a little bit about you. Okay. Uh, what 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 brings you to uh, this moment in time where you're like ready to like fucking do a podcast and like lay down some fucking smack? Uh, yeah. Like what's your what's your, what's your hobby, Sitch man? So I was saying I'm 37 years old and I've been playing Games Workshop stuff for 30 years now. Uh, started at seven with uh, Hero Quest and Space Crusade back in the day. So that'd be around 1990, um, and just went from there. And from there, Rogue Trader. Warhammer 3rd Edition, 4th Edition. And then I had a bit of a break, got all serious, got all like, uh, actually, it's stupid. Uh, historicals is the way to go. <laughs> oh, and no, then, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Properly, yeah, properly went into, actually, you'll find the flak value <laughs> of a tank wouldn't do that. And then I thought, did you know what's brilliant? Fucking Marines stamping on fungus orcs while space elves dance around them dressed as clowns. So got back into it. <laughs> And got back into it a big way. Um, like I, so yesterday I painted my last miniature of my collection. Done. I'm painted. No. I'm done. I'm caught. No. I'm caught up. Yeah, done. And you are. So, oh my god! Yeah, in lockdown, I knocked out a new Age of Sigmar army, two 40k armies, a Lord of the Rings collection, um, and a Boar War collection. But that's that's boring. Um, but yeah, done. What the a- a- Anglo Boar War? Yeah. Oh yeah, wow! So you, still, you still are playing the historicals then? Yeah, quite a bit. I watched um, Dunkirk, and I was like, "This is terrible. How can we make like entertainment out of this?" So I had a bit of a low moment. I was like, "Actually, this is awful," you know. And then I thought, "No, I do love history, so I'll go back to it." And I thought, "I do like Victorian history, obviously." Hashtag problematic. Um, mm. So <laughs> I went for a war where at least white people were shooting white people. I thought that's that's better. Um, but that's that's far away from what we're doing here. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I'll basically. Yeah, go, go, go ahead. No, I was going to say I, I've got to a point now where I'm like I'm writing for Cubicle Seven occasionally on Soulbound, and I'm actually being able to be quite creative in my hobby as opposed to just consume. So I just want to talk. I've got oh, no one to talk to. Awesome. I've been in lockdown for a year. Awesome! <laughs> great, great, good. Well, okay, so. Uh, uh, my, my kind of journey, my journey, my journey mm. to hobby is let's, let's make this as kind of like, you know, Instagrammy and as, uh, like kind of yeah. twee as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I started playing uh Warhammer shit in like 1997. Uh, I'm 42. I got in with uh fantasy battle fifth and, uh, pretty quick kind of fell into 40 K and then, you know, that 40k thing where it's just 40k kind of starts to like rule your life like you know yeah. that was definitely a thing um experiment with some privateer but we won't fucking get into that too much that's embarrassing <laughs> um and then i was i was out of the scene for a, for a while while i lived in uh this this magical city called los angeles where you're like too fucking poor to like afford anything else but then the second <laughs> yeah you know what just forget that it yeah. exists uh yeah. nottingham is where i'd rather be um <laughs> so uh this, the second i got back to uh fucking uh phoenix i uh yeah. started playing playing miniatures games again and uh you know so i can't say i have all my fucking shit painted not even close right now i'm working on a uh craft world Ulthway uh army for nice. uh, yeah um 
for Crusade. I'm getting ready to start my like second season of a Crusade League with my friends. We're nice. all like getting vaccinated up, and yeah. we were playing when, when when the numbers were very very low. We were playing hmm. open air area with masks, and so we're getting mm-hmm. ready to start that again. And my goal was I, I just started at the end of January, and my goal was to, like crush fully painted points in mm-hmm. um 70 days. And uh, I'm gonna fail. It's just gonna, <laughs> it's just gonna fail. It <laughs> fucking sucks, man. Uh, uh, full metal yeah. RPG episodes, and I had to do a bunch of writing and shit. And, uh, That's fifty percent better than yeah. most people in this hobby. You are getting paint on models, I, and they look pretty good. They look, they look pretty I've good. I mean, I, we're, well, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, we're we're we're, get, we're getting we're getting closer, and it's gonna um they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be fully painted. They're going to be fully painted at some point. So yeah. uh, uh, they're not. They're not. Here's the here's the deal, man. They're not going on the table, not fully painted. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I need okay. to. Uh, if if I want to fucking um, uh, be playing on the day one of the of the of the league, then I need to be putting in some hours here in the next couple yeah. weeks because I'm not putting great models on the table. That ain't gonna no, happen. Um, right, oh, right. So about uh, the Eldar as well. Don't don't. <laughs> Ah oh, man, I gotta do. That'll be an. You episode. know what? I do too. I do too. We should. Yeah. We should wrap about that because, yeah. like, I'm. I'm. I'm like a, a, a Death Guard guy. I'm a Death oh, Guard. Yeah. Guy. Death, Death Legion. Death Guard. Death Guard is my number one like ride or die army. Yeah. They are like it's just like their their name is like carved on my heart, you know. Yeah. But then I also have this relationship with the Eldar, and so we should totally do an episode about. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. So, but today we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about yeah. um, about uh, the 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 mortal realms, right? So, yes. uh, why don't you kind of introduce this uh, this topic for us? Yeah, sure. So, um, I was going to call it um, "Why the Mortal Realms Are Better Than the Old World." I thought we might as well just get start the fire, get some petrol. Oh my god! So, Do you remember that guy who burnt his um, dark elf, elf army on YouTube? Oh, oh! Not not only do I remember, but like <laughs> I've I've actually commissioned a uh, show opener for this. So as we um as we uh, uh, evolve, I want to have a video show opener, and I I, I I got that video clip on YouTube and I sent it yes. to my video guy, and I was like, <laughs> it's got to have metal, like chugging metal, and then it's yeah. got to have this, right? You're like yeah. cutting this in and out because it's hilarious. It's brilliant. It genuinely. Just you just think, what is wrong? What is wrong with you? But <laughs> anyway, yeah, basically, I just wanted, it actually came out listening to another podcast I'm not going to name where they had someone on moaning about the mortal realms. But so, what's really got to me recently is Age of Sigmar is now six years old, third yeah, edition's yeah. coming out pretty soon. Oh, yeah, and people are still recycling arguments and things from when it hit. Because it, it was it was a bad launch. No one is going to ever deny that bad you, launch. It, you can't you can't argue it. They fumbled no, no. real hard, really bad. Absolutely, just dropped the ball. And there was there was you know legit issues. But the problem is, no one has chosen in six years. A lot of people haven't chosen to engage. Then, so you hear, oh, there's no there's no law, there's no setting. Well, have you read any of the books? <laughs> no. There's all you're a fucking idiot then. Um, so basically, I I loved it. So caveat, full caveat here. I was glad when Fancy Battle died. Fancy Battle was shit. <laughs> I'm going to explain that. Oh my god, spicy take after <laughs> spicy take. No, proceed, did. man. Proceed. Yeah. I loved it. Started fourth edition box set, High Elves versus Goblins, brilliant. Eltharian, Grom the Paunch, Azag the Slaughterer, names forever on my heart. But it was a bad game. It was a game from the 1970s that never developed. You'd throw dice, 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 nothing happened. Then a unit ran away and panic swept your army. Well done. 300 pounds of miniatures off the table because of a bad <laughs> psychology roll. It wasn't good. Setting. Great, great saying. The old world's fun um, for role playing, for war gaming, no. And okay, so shall I start with my first point? I've written, I've written a whole load of points here, and okay, okay. I'll start with my first one. And the first one is the problem with the old world was that all the good stuff had already happened. So you had the Battle mm. Blackfire Pass. You had the Siege of Prague. You had Magnus the Pious. You had the War of the Beard. That all happened. And you were left with, well, all right, we'll just, the rest, we'll just sit here then. You know, they never, it's right. the 40k problem for years that nothing moved. 
And what it, it, did, it, it was like this churning. There was this idea that there were these perpetual battles going on everywhere, all against all, constantly. But why? It just was happening, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and and it was also happening in an incredibly constrained space that made yeah. no sense. It just made yeah. it, it made absolutely no sense, right? There was the, the 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 space was so constrained, which is really essentially kind of like Western Europe, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be like perpetual, constant gut churning war in a very small area forever. And whenever they said, oh, well, no, no, there's actually something going on somewhere else. It was like, like Lustria, you know what I'm saying? Like a a huge continent that was completely divorced from their other storyline, right? Yeah. Like it was a tiny world, but they didn't expand. You know, you had Estilia, you had Tilia, you had the border princes. No, we're going to have Bretonians again. Mm -hmm. And when they tried to move on, you had Albion. And then what the fuck was that? That happened. Albion happened. And then it was removed from the map and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the Storm of Chaos, which all got retconned. Um, mm-hmm. for, do you remember Foreskin's Island? Oh, no. <laughs> now, that is what? a deep dive. Foreskin's what? Island, yeah, was a um, campaign <laughs> sort of supplement Jesus. piece that ran in White Dwarf. And, yeah, basically the, the, it, the joke was, Foreskin's Island, a dwarf had found this island. And it was this whole story that built up, then gone. And that kept happening. You kept having these things would happen. Then it gone. And you were like, oh, I don't, what do I care then? What, what, yeah. why, why am I defending this village? Why is Karl Franz, emperor of the empire, terrible name, defending this village? Because it doesn't mean, nothing meant anything. There was no story. There was nothing to get involved with. And right. I'm going to ask you now, the thing with the Mortal Realms is, it's all mattered so far. So since 2015, you started. It was bad. It started with the Realm Gate Wars. And yeah. I think that turned a lot of people off. You've got demigods slapping each other about. Um, space Marines come to, come to 40k. It's come to Warhammer to fight Chaos Space Marines. It was a bad start. But now, I sort of talk about the Realm Gate Wars, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's the thing that happened in the past of the game. And in my past, like I was at Warhammer World on the weekend it came out, banged down a load of Stormcast versus Chaos. I fought in the Realm Gate Wars. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, it is interesting, you know, five, six years on, on like, and being like, because it's like, not only are you looking at the shifts in the meta and like how the game works and how, like what's good and what's not, but you're also mm-hmm. like, like, oh, like, what a quaint idea. This is kind of like before X happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Before, before like, uh, uh, Nurgle inva- invaded Gyran. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and you, so you do get a sense of kind of like your personal history is intertwined yeah. with your experience with the game, you know? Oh, like, I've played in the Realm Gate Wars, the Seeds of Hope campaign that followed that. Malign Portents that followed that, Soul Wars that followed that, and now it's all like Broken Realms. And that's all in the background. That's like playing 40K and being like, oh yeah, shit, I played in the Heresy. You know, I played games that, that reacted to the Heresy. And you don't affect the story, no, but it, it, it talks to you a bit more. You know, you, you think back and think, yeah, that was cool. And then say I've got a, um, I've got a Nurgle army. That's my main army. Um, I will never say run. That is my biggest hot take. Anyone who says they run an army should be led out and shot. Um, <laughs> that is a big hot take. Um, I, I don't run a mini maxi Nurgle army. I play with my army of whale slakes crotch rot. Anyway, that's um, so, yeah. Nurgle's my big one. And wow. I've now written their story through the Realm Gate Wars, what they were doing in Malign Portents, what happened in the Soul Wars, you know, the, and the, and that, that's, that happened. You know, I played those games. So in the Seeds of Hope campaign, I fought loads of bones blows because that's who my regular opponent was at that point. But that's now written into the army. And you could do that in Warhammer. Of course you could do that in Fantasy Battle. You know, the, the caveat to all of this, and one person with one opinion, you could do this in Warhammer. But it always was quite low. Like it was always like, well, this elector count is probably 50 years old. So he's fought in a few battles. And that's it. And that's his background. And you're like, oh, cool. That's well, not that interesting. I mean, let's, 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 let's be real here, right? Like, uh, there's always been a disconnect between what the books say you can do and what they actually encourage you doing, right? Mm-hmm. And 
you buy the books and they're and they're always like oh you can name all your guys and you can have these amazing like uh narrative battles with your friends and you can run campaigns and stuff and then they're like but if that's shit you want to do you gotta figure that shit out for yourself meanwhile here's a bunch of stats for pickup games and that's what you end up doing you're playing like thousands and thousands of like of meaningless pickup games you know yeah, which I think is a massive shame. I, I come to I come to wargaming from a ro- role play background and a Same. historical background. I would rather play one game a year that I thought about, and you know what what are the what are the odds? What are the uh, stakes here? Why are they fighting? Than a hundred two thousand point pitch battles. Um, yeah. Because I won't remember them. I won't remember them. I just they've gone out of my head. I've never played in a tournament because I know. I would forget and I'd rather play with my friend and, you know, have a chat about it kind of thing. Oh, trust me, dude, you do forget about it when it's tournaments. Like I've played dozens and dozens and dozens of tournament games that are all just like Blade Runner style, like lost. Mm-hmm. They're just like teardrops in the rain, bro. They're just like gone. You know what I'm saying? Also, I, I, can't I can't stand up for free hours for free games anymore. Bloody, the idea of standing up at a tournament now. No. No, well, they don't have chairs over there. They don't give you guys chairs. No, we um we lost all our chairs. <laughs> we had to give them back to Europe. Uh, no. <laughs> we do, but yeah, just the idea. Of, I mean, free games of anything now. That's too. I need to lie down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It's funny as fuck when I get hang out with my friends. We always like block out the whole afternoon with like six or eight hours of being like, we're just gonna like put the pedal down like when we were kids, and then we play one game and we're all like, man, I'm a bit sleepy. I think I'm gonna go yeah. home. <laughs> lay on the couch when i got back into the hobby a few years back like properly me and my friend we didn't have a table because we'd got rid of everything so we played on the floor and we were like 30 at that point jesus christ by turn four we couldn't move we were both on the floor that's it so, so yeah. I, mean, I, I, I agree. I agree. The, the the um the setting was stagnant, and they didn't give you tools to um to make the the setting non-stagnant. Now, now the now the fact is, is as you said previously, they did give you tools to make the setting non-stagnant, and then they take them away like almost yeah. immediately. Yeah. I think that one of the best books ever to be written for Warhammer Fantasy Battle is Tomarcon. I did yes. you read Tomarcon, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you know the background to Tamakan? Well, I mean, I've heard the lore. I've heard the kind of the the rumor mill about like what the, surrounds it. The priestly way to end the world kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's all very true. That's all very, very true. Oh wow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I agree. Tamakan, what a piece. What a piece it- of work. It's fucking gorgeous. It's just and, and, and you read you read the like Alan Bly prose when you're in there mm-hmm. and you're like and you're like getting like so chuffed to, to play mm-hmm. Warhammer. You're like, oh my god, we're gonna it's gonna be this huge campaign. There's stakes, everything matters, you know? And then they're like and then GW is like, maybe it doesn't. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're never gonna touch that again. Yeah. And we're gonna replace it with four splat releases in four months. You're like, what the end times was terrifying. You see, I wasn't in the game at that point, I, so I missed it. I just kind of, I came back from LA and they had blown up the old world. And honest right. to God, man, I was a little sad, kind of like when you're like, you see like your high school getting bulldozed or something. But yeah. but I was at the same spot that you were, which was kind of like good riddance to bad garbage because like, uh, like I understand now I'm a, I've evolved, evolved as a oh. gamer and I'm like, uh, like the rank and flank game has a strategic type of value that is different than the skirmish unit mm-hmm. game. I totally get that. But I remember playing um, 7th edition uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battle and being like, uh, this is an old old feeling game. Yeah. And it's not accessible to contemporary audiences. And, 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 and at the time, I was telling my friends, they need to rewrite this fucking game and make it more like 40k where you have round bases and skirmish units because it doesn't even make sense. All these guys like I've seen Braveheart. People just run yeah. towards each other. Oh. All this shit where you yeah. line up. Don't, Nobody does that. Even the, the idea that they, it's when they hit you know, the units hit like a block of troops looks cool. But when sure. two blocks hit and then there's like four lads at the side, just like waving at their opposition. <laughs> and then when you can lap round, it's like, and then what, what is this? This is terrible. Yeah. 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 I yeah. kind of, I, you know what I do respect? I respect Kings of War with its kind of, you just have a block of stuff and that's it. You don't these, because Warhammer made you spend 
what, 20 quid for 10 figures and you needed 20 for a unit. And they were wound counters. They were just massive wound counters. Yeah, yeah. And and they looked terrible. By the time a unit of 20 got down to seven figures who were hanging out on a movement tray and the rest of the movement tray was exposed, mm-hmm. the game looked bad. I genu- I think Warhammer looked bad in-game. Once it, once it, when you were set up, brilliant. Three turns in, it looked dreadful. Yeah, it was it, it was just, it was aesthetically uninteresting at that point for yeah. sure. Yeah, very for much. Sure. And I I now when I get an Age of Sigma unit, I really like like each miniature. I'm like, cool, okay, I know what I you know, I can see them running and rank them up if you want to. Rank them up. You absolutely can. You know, nothing sure. nothing is stopping you. And some the the uh, I Idenf? No, the new L Lumineff look amazing ranked up. If you want to rank and flank army, Lumineff, they look brilliant. I can see that. I can see that. Not the ones with the fucking hammers. I think that that was a big fail. But like, yeah, I, I do, I do, uh, I do think that like, especially the new Lumineth with their spears yeah. and their bows and stuff, that would look very nice in ranks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot of those points. I agree with a lot of those points. Um, I don't want to like how 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 are we doing on your list? Have we is that topic uh, one? That's topic. That's topic one. Done. How many of of how many? 20 no about four or five five. okay cool what's topic two hit me up okay topic two is gonna be let's go for scalability okay so Mm, yeah 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 oh you know what i wanted to say you're right each age of sigmar model looks great and they have actually ported over a lot of those old fancy battle models to age of sigmar and you're right when you play age of sigmar you actually get to fucking see them when they're all fucking lined up and you can only see the front rank and maybe the tops of the heads of one of the other dudes yeah. really kind of fucksores your the hours that you spent painting that guy. And then yeah. the, and then you get those guys who are like, "Oh, you stupid moron! Don't actually paint them. Just kind of <laughs> you know glop some paint on the top so that they look yeah. like they're painted." And you're like, "Wow, that's yeah. dismal." You know what I'm saying? What about the hobby? What about the art? What about the craft? And you're yeah, right. Age of Sigmar it. celebrates that way more. I'm sorry. Yeah, What's that? T- topic two. I'm sorry. That's no, right. Just to go back on that one, the, remember when everyone started doing unit fillers? So it's like I can't be bothered painting twenty. <laughs> so I'll do a tree. I'm going to put a tree in the middle <laughs> yeah, of my yeah. unit. <laughs> yeah. like, great. Yeah. There'll be a gravestone, a sepulcher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, scalability. So one of the sort of attacks that I hear on Age of Sigmar a lot is it's all about Stormcast and it's all about Sigmar and Nagash and stuff, which is true. You know, when it started, yeah. it was. But it very quickly moved away from that. And I think a lot of people saw that initial hit and then were like, well, that's it. It's done. And I want my sewer dwellers punching um, rats. You know, that, that's fantasy to me, if for some people, is, is people in sewers punching rats. Um, and I think Age of Sigma was only <laughs> fairly labelled, actually. Think of the first, the first piece of fiction ever released, The Gates of Azir. Shitty little novella. Not good. But the first thing it is about is for humans who've survived this post-apocalyptic, chaotic society. So Mad Max, you know, fully, but instead of the Baron Humongous, it's Corgus Cull of the Gortide, um, the Lord Humongous, sorry. Um, and they're, like, getting hunted across the wastelands and trying to just eke out this survival. That's brilliant. That's a cool, low scenario to play. That's not about gods and monsters. That's about these humans trying to just survive on the edge of this horrendous society that's developed over 500 years. And I just think that has actually been ingrained in Age of Sigmar for a long time, and people were quick to dismiss the low side. The high side is obvious. The high side is the Caradron ramming, you know, bloodthirsters in the sky and uh, fire slayers creating volcanoes, and I love all that. But the low has always been there. I think people were very quick to say, oh, no, I want my game to be about 10 German men defending a village, you know, the field. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what it ends up being about, this this uh, contempt, right? Is it, yeah. It's about this aesthetic where people want their little kind of uh, German hamlet and they mm-hmm. want the pantaloons and the buckle caps. <laughs> and if they feel like they can't get that, then they're yeah. very, very upset. And I'm like... I'm like, bro, I get that that is cool. I am not saying it's not cool. I, I still have my you know Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay books. Yeah, I still love yeah, Warhammer Fantasy yeah. Roleplay. And if, yeah, yeah. and if GW wants to bring back an old world game and they want to bring back Mordheim and all that shit, that shit's fine. I mean, but but this idea that that was somehow 
this pinnacle yeah. of role playing. Yeah. And the, and the, and that you know what? Unless you're doing that, you might as well just quit. It's the only thing that there is. Yeah. To me, that's that's kind of weirdly bonkers. Yeah. And to this point that you're that, that, you, that you're making here, which which to me is kind, you're talking about the scalability of like. I should probably address that, but yeah. but but to, I, I'm kind of fixated on this aesthetic idea, right? Because this is this is one of my main points. When 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 we said we wanted to talk about this, this is this is one of my main okay. points, right? Is this is this concept of the aesthetic mm -hmm. and this idea that unless it's kind of like late Middle Ages, early Renaissance, and you're playing like a toothless potato farmer, then it doesn't that doesn't count. Yeah. That kind of that kind of weirdly boggles my mind. Yeah. Kind of to me, it kind of is like strangely fixated on a past version of what Warhammer was, yeah. and it leaves yeah. no room for it to ever be anything else. And what is kind of interesting is that we know, right, <laughs> that uh, the Stormbringer RPG was uh, published by Games Workshop for like a brief shining moment. Mm -hmm. And that uh, at that point, Games Workshop was looking at, you know, Games Workshop was like, you know, they, they hadn't become the miniatures making yeah. giant that they are yeah, today. Yeah. They were they, they, they were thinking about like how they were going to exist in this new ecology of the mm -hmm. kind of like the role playing game, the miniatures battle game. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it, I mean, I think it's pretty well accepted as fact at this point that they kind of just cribbed their own role playing game off of Stormbringer, right? Um, uh, game, games Workshop, who, who who took the age of Sigmar opportunity to like create copyrightable trademarkable fucking terms mm -hmm. for everything in their world. They built that world on the backs of Tolkien, Moorcock, Herbert, mm -hmm. right? These guys, yeah. these guys know how to plagiarize like motherfuckers, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that they plagiarized from was Stormbringer and they yeah. plagiarized the shit out of Moorcock. I mean, if you, if you read the fucking Elric stories, like, yeah, all that shit is lifted straight out of out of, of Elric, right? Yeah. So you 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 jumped ahead to my fifth point, which was oh. more more cock over Tolkien. But go for it, keep going. Oh, we'll, oh we'll, yeah, let's we'll, just we'll, keep going. Let's just keep going. Yeah. So uh, so so, but when you play Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, or when you mm -hmm. played the Miniatures Battle Game, it didn't feel like more cock at all. If you <sighs> love if you love more cock. You can't access it via via Warhammer except the ruinous powers. That's that's yeah. basically yeah. it. That entire sense of everything being surrealistic and dreamlike mm -hmm. is just mm -hmm. gone, you know. And then yeah. they inject it back. And this is what I've been telling all my friends who are like, "I'm never going to touch Age of Sigmar." I'm like, <laughs> "Aren't you guys like huge Moorcock fans?" They're like, "Oh yeah, dude, Moorcock, Moorcock over Games Workshop every single day of the week." And I'm like, "Well, then you need to play Age of Sigmar, bro." Yeah. Because it's yeah. fucking fantasy battles, you know, in this in this world that is just like seething with inconsistency. Like, yeah. like anything you can imagine is there, all yeah. the way from your like little German town with your fucking toothless <laughs> potato farmer in it, yeah. all the way over to like a huge mountain range that's been carved into like a series of heads that have cities inside of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's you could. Right, and you couldn't do that in in no. in in, in uh, the old world. That, that yeah, the, the only place that, was the realm of chaos, as you say. But this whole more, this, there's now eight realms of chaos, effectively. You know that have been made. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. plus Sorry. plus the actual four realms of chaos, plus the yeah. the Skaven blighted city, which I think is fucking rad, and we don't really even Amazing. know anything about it yet. They haven't yeah. even really they haven't really taken us on a tour of it yet. You know. Oh. Fucking Shadespire, you've got this whole place. It's like this hell of recurring death. Like, you want metal, you want Warhammer. Age of Sigmar blows the, the Warhammer, the old world away. Like, you have this... So, I'm sort of going into another point here, but yeah, like, you want low? You play Warcry. That's about the dregs of the Chaos Society. Just trying to get noticed. Like, the whole point of that game is your little guy, Johnny the shitty guy, is just trying to get noticed by a champion of chaos. So we can go Which, and die in one of Archean's campaigns. You know, like, that's that's it. That's the goal there. So you want low, you play Warcry. When they had, when they had uh, pitched the game as being chaos warriors fighting for the attention of the ruinous powers, I was like, 
fucking awesome. And then they brought all the other armies in, and I was kind of like, all right, that's yeah. I don't know why you had to dilute the water on that a little yeah. bit, but it's kind of like bringing that. you know how everybody is always trying to bring space marines into Necromunda. They're always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what would yeah. a space marine stat line yeah. be like? It's just like you know what, dude, don't think about yeah. that because the space or marines long orcs, orcs rocking up in more time, and you're just like, no, go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's no, not. I, the, that's, I do agree. Like, like all things don't have to be one thing, but you can just enjoy yeah. the thing for what the thing is. But yeah, no, Warcry is is great, of course. Yeah, and just that whole as you're going back to the Moorcock thing. Yeah, you want a Hawk Moon army? You know the the, the sort of post apocalyptic guys with the animal masks and they've got fire breathing guns. That's that is a city's a Sigmar army waiting to be built. You know that is you yeah. literally can lift that from Hawkmoon and go bang. That is a city's a Sigmar army. You want to play a Corum game? You get an elf wanderer. Say he's lost an eye and an arm, and he's fighting. Put do a little Warcry campaign if you want, and he's now wandering the realms of chaos, just getting his own back. Elric would be, you know, a slaves to darkness leader. It, it's all there. It is. It it's gone from Tolkien. I love Tolkien. I don't. I don't want to get. I'm not doing down on Tolkien. Yeah, but I've got the Lord of the Rings for that. You know, and it's not going to get better than right. that. Done. The, the Black Library can't write books as well. I feel. Um, where, but hey, you, know, you know, wait, hang on. Are you saying the Black Library books aren't as good as Tolkien? Did you just say that? I'm going to say that. That's my hottest take. Except yeah, no. for I, I, um, I honestly don't think that's that hot of a take. I think no. that should be given. <laughs> but I'm sure that there's people who'll be like, "What? What? Have but you I read Fulgrim?" Um, I love men getting caught in bulkheads. That happens in every book. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like the Mortal Realms is Morcock. It's incredible. Like you just are like, so yeah, instead of having 10 potato farmers defending a village, you can have 10 uh, cities of Sigmar guys who, let's say in this city of Sigmar, they wear bird skins. They're like, cool, we worship Sigmar as this flight, uh, you know, this great hawk, this great hunter. So we wear bird skins as our thing. And they're fighting to defend their city. And fuck it, let's say their city is built on the back of a giant hawk. And instead of being attacked by 20 beastmen, they're being attacked by horrors riding screamers of Zinch, you know, in the skies. And that's all canon. That's all fine. <laughs> yeah. That's all there. That's like, yep. Yeah, and you can yeah. Put it on the table and play that game. Like, you can just go, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll just bring screamers and pink horrors and. And yeah, my city in Sigmar, which I purposely uh, modelled for this because they're not empire guys; they're humans. But yeah, th- this this city replaces its head with they all have mechanical faces, you know. And cool, okay, that's a thing. Yeah, done. Well, well. yeah. I mean, it's just kind of you have to kind of just uh, expand what it is. I mean, I mean, look, maybe it's not. For, I don't think it's going to be for everybody, right? No, I'm, not not. It, I'm not saying I'm not saying it should be for everybody. And like, yeah. if, if you if you don't like that kind of fantasy, then like, there's something wrong with you. I'm not saying that, but. No. I I don't understand why like this very kind of like and it's not even realistic it's not even realistic medieval right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, because because the proportions of the old world are always crazy right it's like yeah. six story tall german houses yeah. up in these weird peaks where it snows 300 days a year and all this kind of crap yeah you next know to saying? 11th century france yeah, ex- ex- exactly. It's, it's just made, yeah, he's like, what? Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but to say that the the stuff that happens in fantasy is somehow intrinsically more, uh, uh, just intrinsically superior to what mm-hmm. goes on in in AOS is just kind of like, well, bro, like it's just two different tastes. And to be totally yeah. honest, that taste that. Uh, AOS is drawing from actually has like a rich literary history mm-hmm. uh, and 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 feels kind of fresh when you compare it to the fact that these kind of like um, kind of like uh, wannabe Tolkien fantasy mm-hmm. books have been being churned out since the 80s, you know, kind of like, oh, here's Tolkien, but things are a little different. These elves don't wear blue they wear <laughs> gold you know and it's just yeah. like oh, okay we, yeah. we have 40 fucking years of these books and 40 years of that literary tradition maybe we could yeah. spend some time dealing with this other kind of like more acid trippy shit which i personally fucking love yeah uh, it, it's it's fully moorcock uh conan um book of the new sun kind of gene wolf stuff um even june you know you you, you name checked herbert and i know that's more um um 40k but there are elements to that that you can bring in you could have a desert realm you know part of the realm desert where 
you've got these how these noble houses. Each city of Sigma has its own like fiefdom, and they're riding worms and shit. You know, you can you can lift something like that and just be like, fuck, I'm playing that in Age of Sigma, and it is yeah. as valid as any campaign. It's as valid as also I'm going to play with a storm host of um, stormcasts. You know, fighting chaos in in the official story. It's all there, and I think mm-hmm. I. So I'm going, to, I'm going to drop a hot take here. I think for a lot of people, it's a lack of imagination. I think they've been so used to having a constrained, this is what the world looks like, and this is what, and, and this is the creativity you can do. You can create your own heraldry. You can, you know, paint your own general. That now being told, do what you want. You know, are you on Empire Army? And instead of horses, they're riding like fucking stags, and the stags have got lizard heads, you know? Uh, <laughs> do it. That model, or you know, more sensibly. All right, I want a, I want a free cities army, and my outriders ride cold one because why not? That's why not? cool. Yeah, and, and and you can take that to a tournament. You know, you 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 can play that. That's fine. That's absolutely there. And I think sort of to carry on from this one, I'll move on to another point. What I really love is um, so forty k's problem is everything's the Imperium, right? Imperium this, Imperium that. This is how the Imperium sees the Xenos, etc. Age of Sigma doesn't really have that problem. It started with it, and you had, oh, so it's all going to be about the Stormcast. Very quickly, that stopped. And actually, now you get, at the moment, the main character is Nagash. Way more than Sigmar is Nagash. Um, and you're seeing the motives and machinations of him and his generals. So you're getting books about uh, Ark and the Black going off to do certain things. You're getting uh, stories of... Um, uh, Lady Orlinda and the uh, the big Greek guy, the the Osirite guy, um, and that's amazing. We're finally getting stories, not Empire. You know, like the the, the cities of Sigma are not covered as much as I would argue the Realms of Death. Now, the Realms of Death, we've had some brilliant books, the Josh Reynolds ones, and that's so refreshing to actually. Oh, for get, sure. Yeah, yeah, to actually get this this viewpoint from not some human. If, if if it had still been fantasy battle, then like every ten years they'd release uh, Genevieve the Vampire again, <laughs> and then like one new Sylvania story, you know? And they'd be like, mm-hmm. and they and they'd be like, and you need to be fucking happy about it because that's yeah. that's what you that's get, it. you know? You're not one of the big armies, yeah. um, but uh, what what kind of kind of kind of taking your point. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the subtext of your point, which is that there's all this story going on. Mm-hmm. What c- blows my mind about the difference between AOS fans and 40K fans is how invested in the story AOS fans are. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was hanging out with 40K players when Psychic Awakening came out. Right. And when Psychic Wa- whenever there was a new Psychic Awakening drop, mm-hmm. someone would grab the book flip to the part with the rules in it, <laughs> look at the rules and go, this is good. This is good. This is trash. This is trash. And then they throw the fucking book on the ground. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I'm hanging out with AOS guys and a mortal, uh, uh, broken realms book drops, mm-hmm. everybody's all like, I can't wait to read the story. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. one even talks about the rules. No. <laughs> They're all just like, what's going to happen with Teclas versus Nagash. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. the investment that the players have in what is happening in the fucking, uh, in the storyline yeah. is so much higher than what their investment is in how the rules work and how the meta gets shaped. Whereas for yeah. 40 K players, like, I don't know what happened during Psychic Awakening. No, I couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. No one knows. They wrote 10 books and they probably yeah. just put it in Adobe Illustrator with all the like Latin, the lorem ipsum, like fake yeah. text. They're like, no one's going to read this. Yeah, we don't even have to write it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah, 100%. And, and what I think they've done with Age of Sigmar is they support that. So uh, I bought um, Broken Realms, um, what's her name? Morocco. Marathi, thank you. And I was like, this is cool. I am not. I don't play any of the armies that are covered in this, but I don't care. I want to read it. Same with Rafa the Everchosen. I just wanted to read it. And I was reading it, and I was like, this is cool. Now I want to do a Warcry game with, um, like, the, 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 the loyalists of Anvilgard being hunted through the streets by the Harker and, you know, new ones. And then they put on Warhammer Community a whole campaign they were like here you go here's free yeah. scenarios that you can play and it's like you were literally reading my mind because you've identified this is a sweet bit of story that i can now play you know and i think that's a i really think that's a genuine effort by the 
studio to get narrative in there with Age of Sigmar from day one. Because I've got, I've got another hot take. Do you want to hear my hottest take of all? Yeah, yeah, Age drop it. Take. Drop it. Age of Sigmar was better without points. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, if there's a hill that I am going to die on, it's it's not wow. this one. It's wow. Medicine, but this is a big one. Um, I love okay, it. okay. Let's, we need to deconstruct this take a little bit. So, so, before I can weigh in whether I agree or like yeah. what my position is on that, what yeah. do you mean? <laughs> okay. So my favorite way to play is story first, come up with what's going on. Then have a sort of think about the table a bit, think about the table and think about the scenario. And then, and this is going back to my military history sort of thing. My favorite way to play is you get your collection out, right? You get six battle line units and, say, six specials, six funnies. Then you roll dice to see which ones actually turn up for the battle. Because I love that. I think that (laughs) is, you know, like, at Waterloo, Wellington wasn't like, well, I want more guards. The guards are the best ones. So I'm just going to have, like, 20 of them. No, I'm I'm going to spam the guards. Yeah, spam the guards. You know, you just tell the stats on the guards are so much better, dude. Yeah, he said that. Wellington said, I'm going to run a mini maxi guard heavy uh, <laughs> list. Um, got his command points up. And that's how he won the battle of fact that. No, he had to make do with militia. And half that militia had dysentery. And, you know, and the, the Prussians didn't turn up on time. And, you know, like, it, it's how it That's how war works. And I know we're not talking war. I know we're talking orcs slapping elves around. But... That's such a tactical like moment where you go, okay, so Archeon is marching on this city of Sigma, which I've now invented with the birds, you know, the, the, this bird sure. place. Um, he's marching on that and he's, he's sent up these ancient forces, but what's actually going to make it? You know, what's going to get through the anti-air stuff? What's going to land and fight? And so now, cool, you've got a scenario there and you've got the armies, one's City Sigmar and one's uh, Zinch, but you don't know what it is. And, and let's roll some dice and see, okay, so it looks like a load of beastmen landed, and uh, but a great team of Zinch turned up as well. You haven't picked that, you just sort of threw them out and then rolled dice to see what turned up. I love that. that, that and then you play and you win or you lose. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's three hours of your time where you had a great time. It doesn't matter. You know, and then you write about it. You write that down. He said, this happened, the Battle of um, Hawksmoor. There we go. It's called Hawksmoor. That's the name ah, of that city. Ah, there we go. There we go. Look at this, yeah. man. Spinning lore. Yeah, yeah Hawksmoor. Uh, I'm going to buy a box of City of Sigma, a box of the uh, bird guys from Warcry and make it. Um, but yeah, you know, that's done. And and that's cool. And and I've lost my train here a little bit. I'm just quite excited about this scenario now. I've started writing it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were saying that this is better points. without points because we're yeah. not we're not sitting here wringing our hands about like who's got points and how is that going to balance out because mm-hmm. it's GW and it's not going to balance out anyway. And we all no. we all know that, but then we pretend like that's not true. Yeah. That, the, the, that somehow like the we all think that somehow GW like the priests of GW coming out with that incense thing and, and like yeah. like waving it over the rules and like making yeah. their symbol and then all of a sudden well they've blessed it and now we just all have to deal with it for the next until until they do that again you know it's this, it's, it's this weird kind of fetishization of like of the GW's rule system which like I swear to god I have I the guys I play with mm all the time talking about how quote-unquote stupid the gw rules team is because can't they clearly see that this is wrong right and then but then i'll say to them dudes let's change it and they'll go oh oh my god no are you are you insane we can't write our we can't write our own rules like it's 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 like the tech priests of mars who are all just like who are just like 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 you can't modify yeah. the inside of the machine that's heresy it, dude yeah. <laughs> it's like, a huge what? parallel between gw and the imperium and how people approach it like it's, yeah. It's a, like yeah. yeah like just fucking change it like, just I, do I the thing someone, you want to do yeah i saw someone who was saying well i play and i don't do the i do alternate turns my go your go my go your go i don't like that idea that seems boring to me but cool brilliant do it sure. you know it, sure. it's your miniatures you've dropped 300 pounds or i don't know what that is 700 dollars i don't know no, it's, <laughs> about that. it's a lot you guys it's are crossing not, no, we, 
we were, <laughs> but um, certain events have changed that. <laughs> but that's, that's uh, my other podcast. Listen to What I Think by Rob. No. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah I, uh, here, here's what I'll say. I yeah. think that you're right in mm-hmm. that a, um, well, we're going to buy this with this many points is stale. And I think that going back to that essentially because on some level the competitive community, the uh, heel and hammer guys, the face hammer guys, mm-hmm. they essentially were like, well, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it. We're going to take our guys with us. And, they, and, and on some level they almost formed like a market block that was yeah. saying like, well, we're going to, we're going to do this thing, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, you have, you know, much respect to those guys for, for, mm-hmm. for uh, on some level doing what we just said you should do, which is make the game that you want to make. And they made the yeah. game that they wanted to make. Now, yeah. um, I think that they, it, I play a lot of different other miniatures games. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways to handle this problem of what can you put on the table? And I think that there are, if you look at like Saga, if you look at Wrath of Kings, mm-hmm. uh, a game that has sort of died an anonymous death that uh, <laughs> it, it did not deserve, mm-hmm. um, they handle these things in different ways that mm-hmm. are, I, I think, much more, uh, uh, that, that, that serve what the AOS guys wanted to do much better yeah. than essentially... Um, saying like just okay it's all we're going back to points you know what i'm saying basically this idea of well you get x selections kind of like what you were saying you get x selections and those selections are worth x on an exchange so you can Mm. sit there and exchange right the idea of like randomizing what comes on like yeah Yeah. i think that's kind of cool i don't know if i'm a hundred percent with it because like you'd have to write a system that wouldn't make it. So it's like, like when you were playing old school 40 K and your and your guys just never deep strike in because you keep yeah. rolling like shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you'd, have yeah, to, yeah. you'd have to write a system that, that oh, prevented yeah. that. Yeah. But um, like where it's like, Oh, I get one unit. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's not yeah. fun either. <laughs> and um, don't get me wrong without points and the general's handbook, AOS would have died. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that points is wrong. It's just for me, I preferred it without, but it would have died without it. I, I, right, I right. believe that that's they had to they had because people had to know how to use their collection and i think that's because gw were their own worst enemy they had for 20 years created this this is how you play a game and people weren't and it's not people i'm not being like um while those historical gamers knew what to do we don't we didn't but i think if you come from historicals you have a better idea of okay so we're going to play the battle of uh Kazarine pass and i've got some you know pressed into service u.s units against fucking tigers of the Wehrmacht and we're just going to hold off for as long as we can. And that's fine. That's a fine game. You know, that that's part of the game. And I think GW had knocked that out of, out of gaming a little bit. Well, I mean, I dude, I think that you're right. GW is their own worst enemy in doing kind of what, kind of like what I was saying, which was compre- And this is, this is a synthesis of our two ideas here mm-hmm. where you were, you were saying like people reject the innate creativity necessary to play or to the mm-hmm. expansive kind of thinking necessary to embrace AOS. Yeah. Right. But yeah. GW had been working against that thinking for years yeah. by yeah. anointing themselves as the high priests of wargaming. And if we mm-hmm. don't say it, then you can't do it. And then yeah. all of a sudden um, they were like, uh, oh, just kidding. Do whatever. Yeah. We don't really yeah. give a fuck anymore. And everybody was like, what? Like, what? they, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, it was yeah. like, it was like if you were like a 10 year old kid and your dad was just like, yeah, I'm never coming home again, son. Just like eat some food or whatever. Then just walked out the door. You yeah. know, people didn't know what to do. Yeah. And, um, and again, at, at the very beginning, at the very beginning, we both agreed they flubbed the launch they flubbed 100%. it i mean it was just yeah. not only did they, they they flubbed the setting by making it seem like the whole point of the game was just some dudes fighting on top of a mountain of skulls over nothing yeah. while there's a lightning bolt in the background <laughs> and there's a metal riff playing oh yeah and then there's no points so you have no guidance yeah. at that point there was no history so you couldn't yeah. just compress things into a historical battle you know and so yeah. the launch was deeply deeply uh uh misguided yeah but as we've both said they have addressed all of these things yeah, at this point. Yeah, but people haven't gone back to it, and I think that's a real shame. It's been five, six years now, and people are still, um, but don't you get points for having a big moustache? And it's like that <laughs> one joke six I, years ago. Like, yeah, get over it, mate. <laughs> you know what kills me, man, is that people keep predicting that AOS is going to die. I keep oh, hearing that. People like, keep it's saying... Insane. Like, it's insane. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So Joe, any minute now, we're going to hear that they're canceling AOS yeah. and, and, and uh, old Warhammer's back. It's like, that ain't going to happen, bro. You know, by, I think it's 7th or 8th edition, there was a point where Nuln Oil, the paint, outsold Warhammer. Wow. Like, one paint. It was... Like they had to kill it for all these people saying, "I miss the old world. I want to play in the old world." Well, you fucking didn't for four or five years, so yeah. it died. <laughs> you know, no one bought yeah. it. No one wanted yeah. it. Yeah, um, it, I, it, I, I think, I think that if they had said that they wanted to do a massive rules overhaul on mm-hmm. the old world, and they had wanted to create a game that was more exciting and and beautiful to play. Mm-hmm. That they had room for a ninth edition. I don't think they had to yeah. do AOS. No, agreed, agreed. But, but they, but they did do AOS, and that's and 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 now that it is AOS, there's all these wonderful benefits that you can take advantage of, and there's yeah. just really no reason to be so hidebound and bigoted and just say like, um, yeah. like oh, I'm never, I'm never going to touch it. Now uh, yeah. we're kind of coming to the end of our yeah, of our yeah, time yeah. together, but I still have one one hot take. Do you want to? Okay. Do you have time to hear my hot take? Oh, absolutely. I've got nothing to do. We're in lockdown. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, you say that you write for Cubicle Seven Soulbound uh, every mm-hmm. so often, which I did mm-hmm. not know that about you. That's fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear more about that on a subsequent episode. Um, mm-hmm. I love Soulbound. I think Soulbound is an yep. amazing game. And over the course of the talking about uh, the moral realms, we've we've kind of waffled back and forth between talking mm-hmm. about the managers game and talking about the role playing game. And I think yeah. it's important that we understand that the experience of Warhammer isn't really one or the other that like the longer you're in Warhammer, the more it becomes both. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. um, that even Warhammer fantasy battle had this missing element. And and you can hear the guys, the the developers from back in the eighties and the early nineties saying that Warhammer fantasy battle, it didn't have a whole bunch of lore and it didn't have Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of settings and shit until they came out with the role playing game. And that kind of started codifying things. So all this stuff that you guys think is like, Oh, it's it's the only thing we can't do without it. None of that stuff existed until it existed because somebody wrote it. Right. And now they've essentially commissioned cubicle seven to write it for, uh, for AOS. And it is so good. Soulbound is so fucking good and it is such a fucking compelling game and you flip through that book and you think to yourself of course i want to have adventures in this crazy world this is gonna be fucking awesome yeah now um on top of that Mm -hmm. people look at aos and they go this kind of goes back to the idea of like well i can relate to the old world but i can't relate Mm -hmm. to the mortal realms and i think to myself aren't you the same motherfuckers that spend all your time worshiping this old fucking AD and D second edition uh, <laughs> setting called Planescape. Aren't you the same guys that will write like loving soliloquies about the beauty of Planescape blood war? What yeah. do you think AOS is? It's 100%. fucking Planescape blood it is, war. It's <laughs> literally Planescape. It's literally here is a realm gate. Go through it. <laughs> exactly it's the same it's like oh there's this city called sigil and you can get to all the planes there well okay yeah. there's this place called the all points and you can get yeah. to all the planes from there and then you yeah. can go to each plane and then you can have different different adventures on each plane based on what's on that plane and who's there and what they're trying to do it's the yeah. same fucking idea why is it that you like it when it's in a book that's been out of print for 20 years and has yeah. like you know art by brahm or something Mm-hmm. but you don't like it when it's at your fucking game store on the shelf right now for 50 bucks and you can just pick it home, pick it up, take it home. And it's completely accessible. It's got a completely yeah. accessible system, awesome artwork, great ideas, and it's just ready to go. It's ready yeah. to play, but it has like, it has a fucking storm cast on the front. So now you're yeah. offended. It's like, hey, not, only that, not only that, they're a woman. Not oh. only are they on Stormcast, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and and oh there's a black God. guy. And there's a black guy who's oh. a priest. Like, oh yeah. My. That's well, John wouldn't that. that. <laughs> you see, now we're getting into the the we're we're getting into a yeah. little bit of the sort of like the side nose tapping mm-hmm. kind of thing that, yeah. that, is, that is the undercurrent of a lot of this Warhammer um, kind there. of like chuttery. It's is, there. It's, yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a dog whistle there, isn't it? This kind of strange fixation on mythological Germany, 
uh, yeah. this kind versus, of idea versus Nordic Germany coming from the north. It's Nordic <laughs> Germany versus Renaissance Germany with you know chivalric medieval France at the side. It, yeah, it's all yeah. And, and the orcs right. are the, the Hun from the east. You know, they're they're right. the uh, the Mongols, the uh, the Alans, the Huns from the east. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to go so far as to say that Warhammer is a game that is problematic or has racist attitudes embedded in it. I'm not I'm not going to say that. I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff in that game and that it's not intrinsically problematic. It's very enjoyable. However, I think the people that are so fixated on it and get so worked up about these other details that they see in AOS, I think that there might be like a little bit of a Venn diagram between their problematic behavior and some of the stuff that they see reflected in Warhammer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And added to that Venn diagram, uh, problematic black metal is definitely part of that as well. I mean, that, that could be, could you, uh, could you expand on that? I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, you, you do certainly get a lot of like mayhem fans. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to go any further. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get into too much trouble with metal fans. Um, I mean, look, here's the thing. Uh, A lot of this culture war that we're talking about takes place on the internet. And Mm -hmm. on the internet, you can't really see who you're talking to because they put up a little picture, right? And even if the picture is of like something that looks like a human being, you don't actually know if that's their picture, right? But very often I find that the Warhammer like Chud Brigade is they put up like anime pictures or weird little cartoons or like a picture of an action figure or something. So you don't really know who you're talking to at all. And the way that they write, like, I'm like, is this like a little boy somewhere? Yeah. Like a little like high school kid who's like really upset because he wants to date the girl in the drama department, but he can't. And so now yeah. he's going to try and like funnel his like weird thoughts into um, something that he thinks he can relate to or understand or control, which is Warhammer. Like, I just really don't know. Or, or is this literally like a 45 year old man who has the reading level of a 12 year old? Like, I, I, I think, can't tell. I think you get a lot of people and I know we're going way off topic here, but you get a lot of people who hit 17 and then never went any further. They kept at 17. And I, I was, uh, fucking cock at 17. I remember, <laughs> making, you know, all the jokes, you know, you don't, you just don't make now, but you know, you're, you're saying all this edgelord stuff. Same. You know what? I then went to university, college, and met people and was like, all right, well, I won't do that anymore. <laughs> so, I'll, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be yeah, a human exactly. Being. Um, <sighs> but a lot of people never get past that. And, you know, and now we're going into, you know, whole dis- the, the concept of disenfranchisement and people's views on that. And we're going way past Age of Sigma. But right, uh, right. It does attract that. And in a way, but, but on the flip side, and I've been talking to a few staff about this, what Age of Sigma and Warhammer does in general is also attract a lot of people as it is a safe space in a good way. You get a lot of um, people who will be on the autistic spectrum wanting to play because there's this thing that you can control and it's contained and you can you can be creative without it being a big impact. And that's great for a lot of people. It, it works this whole creative outlet. Um, within the transgender community, there's a lot of people who do like to play it because you got to deal with the chud at the store, but you also get these stories of, you know, a, a world in Age of Sigmar particularly where gender doesn't matter. Actually, in Age of Sigmar, it's very fluid in a way, a lot of the gender stuff. There's, there's, there's Stormcast, as we've mentioned, you know, and then they're kind of split and everything. And I think people find that as a kind of, that's kind of nice, this realm, because it is also a game based on hope. You know, the, the Age of Sigmar is about the goodies punching the shit out of the baddies. That's its main driving story. That's cool. That's like such a mirror piece to 40k that in this, it's the guys in gold who aren't, and some of them are horrible and some of them are fine because do you know what? They're humans. Um, But they're trying to make a better world as opposed to 40k where they're trying to keep the world how it is because they don't know any different. You know, it's about, no, we want to, you know, chaos are bad. And, but that's a whole different topic in Age of Sigma. And you are on, you kind of are on the good guy side. Yeah, there's some that you're like, holy shit, don't do that. But, right. you know, one, you know the, I love the Lumineth, how the latest bit of fiction, how they're just like brainwashing, like fully just evil re education camp. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're wild. <laughs> but, you know, in general, it's a game of hope. The setting is of hope. It's about 
let's fight against the darkness. Let's put a hammer through the face of the darkness and create light and see what happens then. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And you can, and you can feel that when you read the books. I, I think yeah. that because when I got the second edition uh, AOS core book, I was reading it. I was like, this is a different game. This is a better <laughs> game. And then, and then, and we won't belabor this point, even though we should have earlier. Uh, AOS as a game has been the hotbed of the most creative stuff that yeah. Games Workshop has been doing in decades. They, they, it's yeah. very clear that they have let the design team over there just off the chain. And when you mm-hmm. just look at their general's handbook, like you look at a general's handbook for fucking uh, uh, or you know chapter approved or whatever for 40K, and it's like yeah. so boring. It's like so stagnant because they don't yeah. want to rock the boat. But mm-hmm. if you look at a general's handbook for AOS, every single one has all these banger fucking systems that are yeah. so crazy and so they just pushing yeah. the edge. If, if I mean, if you're into experimental wargaming, you're into like cool shit, you're yeah. into high fantasy, and you're into like just playing with your friends and chill hammer and just having awesome adventures. Why are you playing AOS? Yeah, hundred percent. That's my fucking final hot take. Um, that is an excellent hot take. Can I have one last one? One last one. Go, really quick. Go, lay it on me. I, I gotta hear it. Stormcast Eternals are fucking brilliant. And the background to them is actually hella dark, if you think about it, because they are immortal in the shitty Highlander way that they live and then are killed and remember their own death and then come back straight back to war. Like, they are just, like, living this hell. This eternal, they fight and they die and they remember that and then they come back and they can't remember the name of their wife. Then they fight again and they die and they come back and their eyes are now lightning and then they die and then they come back. And it's just like, that's... You want darkness? If you want Warhammer Grimdark and you want Age of Sigmar, play a Stormcast Eternal army. It would be... Hell on earth to be them, bro. One hundred percent. People are always. And this is kind of like something you said previously, which is that people are always like, "Oh, uh, AOS is like a top-down view from the from like a pantheon view," and you don't <laughs> really get what people get to have experience. And it's like, well, that's not true. You do, mm-hmm. but also, have you read about the Greek pantheon? They're like yeah. fuckers. I mean, they're like <laughs> fucking terrible. If you like want all, if you want your grim dark and your fucking intrigue and your fucking like melodrama, it's all still in yeah. there. Zeus was an asshole. Did you only yeah. just watch the Disney version of Zeus? You know, I mean, <laughs> do you think Zeus was played by Anthony Quinn? And I mean, come on, yeah. man. Like, yeah, I don't man. know. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. Uh, dude, thank you for taking the time to record this episode. Yeah. We're going to have another one coming in two weeks. Is that right? Ooh. Another another uh, realm of fire with more fiery hot takes. Uh, fiery hot takes. Face. Uh, I can't wait. This was so fun. Thank you for joining me to do this. Uh, let's make it a regular thing. Absolutely. Let's keep us going. Awesome. Thank you for listening to episode one of Realm of Fire. We just want to really quick say thank you to our friends Amnestic, Phoenix area industrial band, who are letting us use this song from their very first album for this podcast. You can find their work on Bandcamp, and we got a link for them in the show notes. So if you like what you're hearing, give it a check. Amnestic on Bandcamp. Thank you very much.